You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. Vance, we got a full show for you today. First, we'll talk about the national champions. Yes, right. My Florida A&M Rattlers went ahead and did it. Then we're going to the NFL, but Danny, first right into the Celebration Bowl that occurred this past Saturday where the Florida A&M Rattlers uh, faced off against the Howard Bison. Fam, you went ahead and did the thing. 30 to 26. We are now the HBCU national champions. And let me just say, Danny, I went to this game and what a time. Uh, it was definitely a, a very interesting game. First of all, uh, Fam, you was down 14 to nothing in the first quarter, first two drives. And didn't sell, sit well. I would say the first half of this game, uh, we really saw Howard defensive line dominate. Uh, and it dominated in surprising fashion, in my opinion. And we just couldn't run the ball. Shotgun Willie, Coach Simmons, he is, uh, he's been really focusing in on trying to establish the run. Uh, trying to have a good balanced offense. And he had a, actually a balanced play calling sheet uh, for this game. But that first half, we couldn't run the ball for nothing. And it really showed. Forced fumble, uh, rushing the quarterback. Our O-line was just, it just seemed confused. Uh, and take nothing away from Howard's uh, defensive presence. But they really, really uh, put us in a bind. Uh, so any game plan that we had coming into the game kind of had to be adjusted at halftime uh, based upon Howard's defense. Uh, nonetheless, though, man, that second half, especially the fourth quarter, is when we really started to uh, get a sense of what Howard is running, uh, their play calling. Uh, but then also um, we settled down. We settled into the game. Uh, and Jeremy Musa throws for 289 yards, three touchdowns, and I mentioned uh, about the two uh, interceptions or the turnovers there. Uh, Jennings, Terrell Jennings, had 19 carries on 68 yards, and he really came through in the second half uh, for us. Um, but, man, I have to say this. Just as I talk about Howard's defensive line, I have to talk about the dark cloud defense, that being the Florida A&M Rattlers. What a defensive game they put on. And I would just say this, not only was it a great defensive game, it was a historic defensive game. They held Howard to uh, like 168 total yards, uh, which is a celebration bowl record. Uh, had three turnovers, just the defensive presence that really, really held uh, us in the game. And so... With that, all I have to say is 
my voice is back Sunday. I took time mm -hmm. just to kind of recover. <laughs> uh, this was an emotional roller coaster game, but it ultimately ended up in uh, our favor. And all I had to do is say salute to uh, the family, family Rattlers. Uh, we did the thing. Danny, what say you about the Celebration Bowl? I was feeling for you in that first half, man. <laughs> and there are some key plays in this game where Howard actually could have really put it on y'all mm -hmm. um, because you guys were trailing 14-0 and you actually fumbled the ball and recovered it mm -hmm. when you yep. went in for your first score. Because if mm -hmm. Howard recovers that ball, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was just because of momentum. Yep. Because, you know, if the way everything started off and they kind of jumped on you guys from the uh, get-go, and then that fumble happens, but luckily you recover, you score, and then Howard couldn't get anything going then offensively. In that fourth quarter, Howard scores, which gets them to 26, and they decide to kick an extra point instead of going for two. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, listening to the telecast and me personally, I'm like, why are they going? Why aren't they going for two? Why they go for two? And that's what we were saying in the stands as well. We were like, man, they didn't go for two. Because we at that point, for those who didn't see, it was twenty. They kicked the field extra point, and it was twenty six twenty four. So why not go for two? You're up one. It doesn't matter if it's one or two. Go up three, and uh, you know you guys did score. Mm -hmm. You know, to make it 30-26, but it could have been slightly different, I guess, if you look at it that way, uh, if they get that two-point conversion. So, uh, also, there was a key play, too, in that game where there was a, a kickoff and there was a penalty because the guy on Howard, you know, he kneeled. Yeah. The guy from FAMU, because his back was to him. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fam, you do fam, you destroyed them. Mm -hmm. And it could have been a bigger penalty because they decided not to call targeting. Because that would have then ejected that player and been an additional yardage. So it was a lot there. It was a great game, man. That fourth quarter was epic. I, like I said, man, I was like, I know Jesus. <laughs> So let this one out. Epic, man. And listen, man, you talk about cheering, yelling in the stand, every man, it was something else. To that point, though, about that penalty, I think it depends upon the angle. So now where I was sitting, I was on the side, the mm -hmm. near side of where the Howard player actually got the ball and knelt down. Well, it didn't seem like he knelt down. When he muffed the punt mm -hmm. or the kickoff, it really felt okay. It was still a question. He never picked the ball up. He just the ball was still on the ground, and he touched he like it. he like took the tip of the ball, put it into exactly. the ground. Exactly. So from yep. if if your back is turned, nobody can see that. Yep. And we it was, it was harder for us to see on the for me to see on the side. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily blame the Rattler player for doing that because. Couldn't see that, yeah, um, on the backside. So, in which um, they was, they sided with him on that. Yeah, uh, they hit yeah. him from you know from him from behind. But mm -hmm. no, mm -hmm. man, it was all in all a great game. Uh, congratulations to FAMU. 
Yes, come on now. It was uh, come on now. <laughs> like I said, it was one of those games. Like it just came down to the end, and mm-hmm. Howard did have the opportunities at the end too. They just couldn't sure convert. Did. Sure did. Their offense stalled out multiple times in that second half, which ultimately cost them. That yep, dark cloud defense, defense really, really did it up. You know, congratulations and just a great game. Appreciate that. And I would say this too. And this question happens every single year, mm-hmm. whether or not uh, a team should go to the FCS playoffs or should they go to the Celebration Bowl. And this question comes up year after year. Uh, and I've been on the side of going to the playoffs. My mind has actually changed. It's changed over the past maybe couple of years uh, because I see the money that when you talk about the FBS, the Alabamas, the SEC conference, the Big Ten conference, et cetera, and all these schools going to these big bowl games and they're getting these huge payouts. Yep. And yeah. money comes to each conference and each conference teams actually splits that pot of money. Same thing happens in the Celebration Bowl. Each conference gets a pot of money and it's ultimately uh, separated or or divided uh, however the conference decides amongst the teams and the schools. This is no different. Celebration Bowl is no different here uh, with that uh, pot of money coming in. For the FCS playoffs, you don't get that pot of money. In fact, you actually have to, and we we faced this last year. We had a very good record last year um, going into decision Sunday, if you will, to see who makes the playoffs. And we did not make the playoffs. And come to find out, we had to do certain things to help bring the playoffs to Tallahassee uh, in terms of uh, making certain concessions to the committee, things of that nature, and ultimately pay out money uh, with hopes of us getting reimbursed that money based upon the ticket sales and everything if we did get a chance to host. Yeah. And so this has been an education in terms of what happens from an FCS playoff standpoint and then what happens from a Celebration Bowl standpoint. Let me just say the crowd was electric. You had many people uh, wearing other schools. I mean, I saw other HBCU schools, uh, paraphernalia being worn uh, in all. It was just truly a celebration of the HBCU culture uh, and HBCU schools uh, in and out of the stadium. So I think this is something that we you know, can definitely build upon. Hopefully the pot of money can grow. Uh, sponsorships can grow uh, as well. And so uh, I think this provides a huge lift for uh, both conferences, MEAC and SWAC, uh, especially when you talk about the money going to the athletic departments and, and, and all. So I think we need to really take a heavy consideration into uh, putting more marketing behind a celebration bowl. Uh, I read somewhere where uh, about 1.51 million million uh, viewers watched this game, which is more than some of the other quote unquote big um, bowl bowl games that day. So Celebration Bowl has something here and we can definitely build upon it. Um, And my 
my stance is now going over to going the celebration bowl route as opposed to the playoff route. Uh, listening, well, one other thing here, Danny, listening to Coach uh, Simmons talk about it, he indicated there are three, in a different interview, there are three champions. There's only three champions when you talk about college football. You have one at the FBS level, mm-hmm. you have one at that playoff level, FCS level, and then you have one the Black National Championship level. And so here we are, national champions. And one thing I need to correct the media on, we've been declared national Black national champions before. Even after 78, uh, we've been declared uh, as such in the 90s mm-hmm. uh, as well. It just hadn't been necessarily we won it on the field, which is a little bit different than what happened this past Saturday. So we're... We've been national champions several times over. It's just that this one was more so on the field. Typically, we've opted to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and, and so um, since we were part of the MIA conference. So just wanted to make that clarification. But what a time. What a time. And now, Danny, on to the NFL. I have to admit, I didn't watch really any of the games. I was too busy recovering from Saturday. But I did see the scores. Mm-hmm. And one score in particular I was keeping an eye on was that of the Green Bay Packers against Tampa Bay. Green Bay took this L again at home. And I just don't know. Uh, I did see articles and reports that LaFleur is going to stick with uh, the coordinator. Uh, and to me, that's just an indication that uh, come the end of the season, there's going to be some changes um, being made here. Jordan Love throws for 284 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Baker Mayfield had 381 yards. Are you kidding me? Four touchdowns. And that, to me, is just an indication that this defense is not working. Uh, so there's going to be some changes in this offseason. Uh, I think with this loss, this really puts Green Bay in the position of not making the playoffs. Uh, but... Again, that was one of the um, scores that I was keeping an eye on. The other score I was keeping an eye on uh, was that of, ironically enough, Danny, it was that of the Bears and Browns. Bears are starting to make a little surge here, man. Um, And 2017, they take this L. I'm glad they took an L. uh, But I think the Bears have found something here. And I think it's something that they can build upon. And I think the comparison here between the Bears and the Packers is that the Packers is the youngest team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And with the Bears, it's just hasn't been a good mix at all in coaching, et cetera. So I'm curious as to what's going to happen the next time Bears and Packers face off. Um, that's going to be something to watch. And finally, Danny, the other the other score I was looking at was was that well two scores I was looking at Bills and Cowboys later that night, and where the Bills destroyed the Cowboys, thirty one ten. I did not see that one coming. And lastly, the score that I was confused about was that of your Atlanta Falcons taking this L against the North. The uh, the Panthers. Yep. What say you, Danny, about that game? I did watch this game, and 
Arthur Arthur Smith has to go, man. Algier led us in rushing. I think he had 45 yards. Ritter threw for like 140 or 150. But once again, we're driving. We're up seven, seven to six. And Ritter throws an inter a horrible, horrible interception at the end of that game. With I think it was like five, six minutes left. At the three-yard line, we're about to score. Don't know what he was looking at. And Carolina goes down, milks the clock, and they kick a field goal, no time left. And they win nine to seven. And what did I tell you last week? It was not a given. And it was not a given. We lost. Uh, this team does not deserve to make the playoffs just based on their performance over these last number of weeks. They still have an opportunity, just like your Packers, to still get in because they're a game back. Uh, but it was just a, Arthur Smith shouldn't have been a, <laughs> allowed on the plane, and Desmond Ritter could have been sitting there with his bags as well. So this week they start in Heineke <laughs> and uh, see if they can make a change. They play the Colts. As far as those other games are concerned, the Bears lost a, on a heartbreaker where they threw a Hail Mary and Darnell Mooney was laying on the ground, ball was sitting on his chest. <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't pull it in. Uh, <clears throat> and that may be Justin Fields may be someone we have to target in the offseason as a possible um, quarterback mm -hmm. replacement. But Montez Sweat has been balling, man, for the Bears. Ever since they traded for him and brought him in, that defense has changed because he brings that pressure. Uh Cowboys Bills, James Cook ran all over the Cowboys. So that was pretty much <laughs> that game in a nutshell. Another call out is the Texans and Titans. So this one I'm calling out is because at the end of the game, Derrick Henry pretty much said it was this is his last season in Tennessee. He didn't say he was retiring per se, but he, he more or less said the writing's on the wall for him in Tennessee. Obviously, he's going to play out the rest of the season. But the Texans held him to like 10 yards on 20 carries, which mm -hmm. is uncharacteristic of Derrick Henry. I know he's been slower this year, and his stats haven't been the same, but he usually destroys the Texans. Mm -hmm. And for him to say that, I was like, whoa. Uh, and last game we'll call it is last night's Monday night game with the Seahawks and Eagles. The Seahawks pull it out in the end. Eagles, man, the struggle bus, struggle bus. They controlled this game all the way until the end. Um, and Jalen Hurts had a couple interceptions. The one was a heave, you know, for the end of the game to try to give him a field goal range. So that one I don't necessarily count. But, yeah, that was a tough game to see them lose. So the Seahawks still have their playoff hopes alive. Um, and upcoming week 16 should be another interesting week to see where some of these teams may possibly get knocked out of the playoff hunt. Um, by the way, Baker Mayfield, first perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field in history. All the quarterbacks that have played in Lambeau, Baker Mayfield, let that set in for a second, had the first perfect passer rating in Lambeau. So we'll see. Green Bay has Carolina, so that should be a get-right game for them. I did not see that one coming from Baker Mayfield. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. 
You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love. Thank you.